In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pay attention. Pay attention and get serious. Okay, I did get your attention. Yesterday my wife asked me, she says, well, how's your homily coming? And so I, I gave her that line. And she said, you can't yell at people and preach at them. And I told her, I wasn't yelling at you and preaching at you. I'm yelling at me and preaching at me. And if you're in the same boat, then jump in behind me. I've got a bunch of buckets, and we can all bail it out together. We have just a little bit of time left before the nativity of our Lord. And it makes it difficult in our culture to pay attention to that and to be serious about it. Now, I'm not looking for sympathy, but starting yesterday afternoon, in a 24-hour period, my two youngest kids have five separate performances they're doing. And if you give me another three and a half hours on that 24-hour thing, there's a sixth one. So it's just a little bit hard to pay attention to what we're doing and to be serious about it. You know, a few weeks ago, during the great entrance, we're all focused on the procession, the procession with the gifts. And I realized about the time they got back there to St. Athanasius, that I don't know where my mind was, but I guarantee you it was not in this room. It was not on that procession and on the body and blood that we were going to offer. Uh, it was thinking then at that point, I thought, my goodness, you know, we're just a few weeks after the Liturgical Arts Festival, and both Bishop Irenae and also Chris Comagius had talked about Prince Vladimir and sending out the emissaries to Constantinople, and they came back and they said, we don't know if we were in heaven or on earth. And, you know, that's what I want to be able to ask, is am I in heaven or on earth? And sometimes when I get into this building early in the morning, and as much as a hardship as it is on my wife to get the youngest kids to church on time, but I walk in here and it's quiet, and I can smell the incense, and it's just, you walk in that door and everything just kind of drops a little bit. And for a few moments, I do get that feeling that I've made it into heaven. But we get into today's readings, and Paul tells us the same thing, to pay attention and to get serious. He's actually a little bit harsher about it than that. But he starts off, he says, Brethren, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And that sounds pretty good. I'm really happy about that. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. In these you once walked when you lived with them, in them. And I think, well, okay, I can kind of spin some of those things. And, and uh, it says that I once walked there, so I... I I'm feeling pretty good. Now, normally, when we get a list of things that we're supposed to war against, 
And we get a list of things that uh, we try to strive for. Well, Paul doesn't do it this time. He doubles down on it. And he says, but now put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old nature with its practices and have put on the new nature, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Now, I don't know about you, but by the time I got to the end of that, I was starting to sweat a little bit because, like I said, I can maybe spend some of that first part of that list, but not the second part. So pay attention and get serious about what we're doing. Now, the Lord also tells us that. He tells us in this parable that we need to pay attention to what we're doing and get serious. As you know, a man hosted a banquet, and it was a lavish banquet. And when those invited uh, were called, they began to make excuses as to why they couldn't come. And you heard it today. One person bought some land and had to go inspect it. Another bought some, some oxen, had to go check on them. Another one got married, and he asked to be excused. Of course, these things, those, they represent the pleasures of the flesh, these things that take us away from what it is we do here and what it is we're striving to do to be a part of this banquet. Well, the Lord says, the man who gave the banquet was mad, except he doesn't say he was mad. He says he was angry. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, there's a difference between being mad and being angry. I've been mad a lot. I've been angry only a few times. And I'll tell you, I, well, you can ask my kids. They don't want to be around me when I'm angry. I don't want to be around this man when he's angry either. So he says to his servant, go invite some more. Go out there, get people to come in. The servant says, I have done that, and there's still room at the table. So then the man giving the banquet says, go out and get everyone. And he says, go out to the highways and hedges. Get those who are poor and maimed and blind and lame and bring them in. Well, of course, the man gave him the banquet is the father. And the servant he sends is his son. And we're the ones called to be a part of this banquet. Do we have excuses as to why we can't attend the banquet? Because our kids have performances? Or because I can't pay attention in the great entrance? You know, I've got all kinds of excuses. I've got my neck's been fused. I've had five operations on my knee. My feet hurt. Everything's hurt. I've got all kinds of excuses. I had a wrestling coach in high school who had a saying about excuses, which we can't repeat here, but I'll, to paraphrase it, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. So I need to not worry about these other things and pay attention and be serious. But you know, there is good news, because it's not that we're all turned away. In fact, he clearly states that some of us will be chosen. Just a few, but some will be.
This is a banquet that's greater than anything we can imagine. And in just a few minutes, we'll get a foretaste of the banquet. And if you can do anything today, it's what I'll be doing, is when that procession comes out of that door and goes around this room, and every eye will be turned toward that procession, I will be paying attention, and I will be serious about it, and I'd like you to do the same thing. You know, in the Synaxarian this morning in Matins, which, again, there's so much that we get in Matins, and I just encourage you, come a little early. Come to Matins. There's so much there. We read in the Synaxarian or heard, indeed, the Lord Jesus did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to redeem humanity, which bemoaned the weight of evil since Adam, to realize the promise made to Abraham, to change the law of fear into the law of love, and to give resurrection and life to mankind. That was said, of course, as we celebrate the forefathers of Christ. To change the law of fear into the law of love. That's the promise we have when we attend this banquet. And he doesn't want empty seats at this banquet. And I think I would be remiss if I let this particular gospel lesson go without mentioning that, yes, Father John Stephen, he did go specifically to the hedges and invited them. You will also note that was the last group that he invited. But let's work toward preparing ourselves for this banquet. The banquet that we have in front of us in just a few minutes also in the several days in the nativity. Let's pay attention and let's be serious. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.